2: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say "free" this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
3: Martin. All right, folks, coming up on Rolling Martin Unfiltered, Fourth Tuesday, July sixteenth, two thousand nineteen jam-packed show. A battle right now on the floor of the U.S. House as Speaker Nancy Pelosi battles with Republicans over calling Donald Trump a racist. They actually tried uh, to get her words stricken from the record. We're going to go live to the floor to show you exactly what's going on. Also, folks, an arrest has been made in the, in the death of Baton Rouge activist, The murder of Sadie Joseph Roberts. We'll tell you exactly what's going on. R. Kelly, as we speak, is sitting in a Chicago jail being held without bail, and he may be there until his trial begins. Bill Barr, Justice Department, uh, guess what, Attorney General, overruled the Civil Rights Division. No federal civil rights charges against the cop who killed Eric Garner five years ago. Also, the continuation of Donald Trump and all his races, and then Republicans, of course, finally deciding to wake up. But now you got folks who are defending Trump and saying, that's not what he was talking about, like Steve Scalise. Oh, yeah, that's a character witness, the guy who talked to white nationalists and white supremacists before. Yeah, okay. And Donald Watkins, remember the attorney down in Alabama? Black attorney? Him and his son sentenced to federal prison for fraud for uh, taking millions from folks, including... Uh, athlete, Charles Barkley. A new documentary sheds light on the 2009 Atlanta public school cheating scandal. We'll talk with the director and one of the teachers involved in that. Meek Mill heads to court to appeal to his 2008 conviction and landing him on probation for a decade. He also wants a new judge. And also, Larry Krasner, DA in Philadelphia, he wants Philadelphia to outlaw the death penalty to make it unconstitutional. Folks, we got a jam-packed show. It's time to bring the funk. A roller mark on the filter. Let's go. right now from the United States Congress, the floor of the House where Democrats are pushing forward a resolution condemning Donald Trump's racist racist remarks. Let's take a listen. And
4: it belies a fundamental misunderstanding of our nation's promise that we are all created equal and that everyone has a role to play in building a more perfect union, not just white Americans, every American. We hereby recognize these words for what they are, offensive, hateful, and the people we represent deserve better. As a co-sponsor, I believe we must call out hate wherever we see it, whether in our own houses or in the White House. I urge all members to support the resolution. Words matter. Thank you, Madam Speaker.
0: Reserve. Gentleman
4: from Georgia Reserve, gentlelady from Texas.
0: I'm pleased to yield
5: one and a half minutes to the distinguished gentleman from Georgia, Representative Lewis.
4: Gentleman's recognized for one and a half minutes.
6: Thank you, Madam Speaker. I rise with a sense of righteous indignation to support this resolution. I know racism when I see it. I know racism when I feel it. And at the highest level of government, there's no room for racism. It sows the seeds of violence and destroy the hopes and dreams of people. The world is watching. They are shocked and dismayed because it seems we have lost our way as a nation, as a proud and great people. We are one Congress, and we are here to serve one House, the American House, the American people. Some of us have been victims of the stain, the pain, and the hurt of racism. In the 50s and during the 60s, segregationists told us to go back when we protested for our rights. They told ministers, priests, rabbis, and nuns to go back. They told the innocent little children seeking just and equal education to go back. As a nation and as a people, we need to go forward and not backward. With this vote, we stand with our sisters. Three were born in America, and one came here looking for a better life. With this vote, we meet our moral obligation to to condemn hate, racism, and bigotry in every form. Thank you. Gentlemen, need more
3: time? All right, folks, let's go back to the House. I think they're giving John Lewis more time.
6: Do what is right, what is fair, and what is just.
4: Gentleman from Georgia.
6: So, reserve.
4: Yeah. I'm, please, please, lady from
5: Texas. I'm pleased to yield uh, one minute to the distinguished gentleman from Ohio,
4: Representative Ryan. Gentlemen's recognized for one minute.
3: All right, folks, keep that audio up. I want to hear what Senator, uh, Representative Tim Ryan has please. to say. Um, uh, and so here's, here's what started this whole deal, folks, uh, and that is, of course, Donald Trump's racist comments with regards to uh, the four uh, women of color who are in Congress, telling them they need to go back uh, to the countries where they came from when three or four were born the United States. Uh, And so today they put forth a resolution. It was Speaker Nancy Pelosi who went to the floor. Leave his audio up, please. It was Speaker Nancy Pelosi who went to the floor. And what she then did was uh, she actually uh, talked about his tweets. I'm going to play it right now. This is what Speaker Nancy Pelosi had to say today that caused Republicans to lose their mind on the U.S. floor. Here we go. Go to my iPad, Henry.
6: Democratic and Republican, to join us in condemning the President's racist tweets. To do anything less would be a shocking rejection of our values and a shameful abdication Suspense. of our oath of office to protect the American people. I urge the General, the a unanimous vote and you. yield back the balance of my vote. I was opinion.
0: just going to give the General Speaker of the House if she would like to rephrase that comment.
6: I have cleared my remarks as a parliamentarian before I
3: read them. Can I ask the words to be taken down? I make a point of order. The gentlewoman's (laughs) words are unparliamentary and risked to be
0: taken down.
7: The chair will remind all members, please, please do not uh, make uh, comments uh, toward uh, personality-based comments. Okay,
3: then all hell broke loose uh, on the floor. Republicans, they came up, they started losing their mind, acting a fool. Then Representative Sidney Hoyer came up and said that her comments were out of line you, because you can't make personal comments from the floor against the President of the United States calling him a racist, even though he's a racist. So what then happened was uh, they then said that Speaker Pelosi could not speak for the rest of the day. So then Republicans wanted to take a vote to strike her comments from the record. It got so heated uh, that uh, Congressman Manuel Cleaver, you saw him there uh, from Kansas City, a court member of the CBC. He got so sick and tired of all the nonsense that he said, uh, uh, what the hell, Uh, I'm out of here and walked off the podium. Here we go to my iPad. Ready to make a statement.
7: I came in here to, to try to do this in a fair way. I kept warning both sides, let's not do this, hoping we could get through. Mr. Jepal had a situation where uh, we could be uh, in here on another motion to um, uh, take down uh, words of, uh, of, of a friend of mine. And, but we don't ever, ever want to pass up, it seems, an opportunity to, to escalate. And that's what this is. I dare anybody to look at any of the footage and see if there was any unfairness. But unfairness is not enough because we want to just fight. I abandoned the chair.
3: Congress of G.K. Butterfield of North Carolina, another CBC member who then stepped to the podium. So what then happened, they took a vote to strike Speaker Pelosi's uh, comments from the record that failed. Then they took a vote uh, to restore her speaking privileges that passed. Now they go back to the debate over the issue of whether or not to issue a formal resolution condemning the comments Of Donald Trump suffice to say lots of drama and also just to understand again just how how absolutely crazy this whole deal is Uh, we also earlier today uh, outside of the White House uh, Kellyanne Conway of course uh, one of uh, what's his name spokesman Uh, she actually said some of them said you talk about just uh, nuts they had this news conference and she literally asked a reporter what was his ethnic? What was his uh, ethnicity? And he was like, "What the hell does that have to do with the president's comments?" She essentially has issued not an initial apology, but sort of backtracking from that as well. Just, I mean, just again, utter craziness uh, going on. Uh, Donald Trump, you know, he loves all this drama. Of course, you know, he's probably sitting in the White House, happy to hear his name being talked about. Uh, you have Republicans who are coming out saying, "Well, no, his comments really weren't racist. It's not what he was talking about." Uh, We really shouldn't focus on that, but we know what the hell that was. Go back to where you came from. Let's talk about it, of course, with our panel, Dr. Dr. Jason Nichols, University of Maryland, Department of African-American Studies. We also have uh, Kelly Bethea, Communication Strategist, and Malik Abdul, Vice President, Black Conservative Federation. Uh, Malik, Republicans, first of all, some came out yesterday condemning Donald Trump's comments, some saying absolutely racist what he had to say. Now, uh, well, not sure. All sort of, I mean, all these different things going on. What do you, what, what do you make of all of this drama uh, that Donald Trump has unleashed? Well, it's, um, you know, I agree with
8: Senator Scott. You know, the comments were definitely racially offensive. Um, and some people will even call that xenophobic. You know, the thing is, is that we have to deal with, and, and we, we have this in politics a lot, where people try to explain what someone meant, clarify a person's remarks. This isn't another example of such. You know, we can assume what Donald Trump meant by what he said, but we have to deal with what he actually said. And what did he say? And what he said was, is that for, and even though he didn't name names, it was clear he was talking about four women, three of whom were actually born in America. Right. And said, go back to your country. Right. And so the question that I've even been asked, because, you know, I've been attacked um, on social media because the conservatives, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, you're attacking Donald Trump. Well, no, I'm not attacking Donald Trump. I'm dealing with the reality of where we are. And this is one of those instances where, unfortunately, and I get i get donald trump you know this is who he is you know he's 72 73 years old so it's probably not going to change much not probably but, he won't well and he won't and most people his age won't um but what i do know you know and my message to not just the president but just to conservatives in general is that if your interest is in encouraging more black people to uh, affiliate themselves with the Republican Party then we have to be able to say and we need our white conservative friends our republican friends also to say okay well he went a little too far here you know no one's going to just go, you know, you're probably not going to find very many people who are just going to go in on him. Actually, you we,
3: had some folks who have gone in on him, even one Republican governor, who said they were absolutely vile and racist. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. when I say go in, I mean, that's, I mean, because, you
8: know, Lindsey Graham made comments that he, um, Senator Graham made his comments. And, of course, I agree with him, you know.
3: Oh, Senator Graham's comments were were, were, were sickening. Yeah. Calling them communist uh, and that nonsense. Well, well, I'm not, I'm not about, No, he was. Yeah. Senator Lindsey Graham was shameful and despicable for what he had to say. He was gutless. Well, that's I, I what he was. I, Calling I, I them communists. Yeah. Well, I that mean, was pathetic. Unfortunately, we live in a we
8: live in a climate now where even the president is being called treasonous. So the fact that dude, the president actually tweeted today
3: about launching a treason investigation because of a news brief he saw on Fox.
8: I understand that, but <laughs> my point here is that unfortunately, that's the climate where we're in, where people say those use those type of loaded um, terms, phrases to really refer to each other, and you see you saw what played out on the House floor. That's just an extension of, you know, where we are. But again, you know, Donald Trump did not make this easy for
3: us. Kelly, at the end of the day, Democrats, you see what they're doing. First of all, they have to they have to stand up uh, to bigotry, stand up to racism. Donald Trump wants to play this political, the same political play, playbook from 2020, from 2016. He wants to be able to say that, oh, they're hurting me. And he tweeted, I don't have a racist bone in my body and all that sort of nonsense. And see, this is the thing that, again, this, to me, this is the difference. If you say racist, people say racist, you're not a racist. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. We look at your words. Mm-hmm. You said go back to your country. No, absolutely. OK, black folks, Latinos, Asian. we all know what that means because it's been used against us for 400 years. Mm-hmm. We, we know what that means. He can dance around this. Oh, I, and then some Republican, he didn't mention race. He didn't mention anybody's name. It's like, no, Pimp, that you know, that, that that's not flying. And they should call him out for it uh, and challenge him on it. Because what it's also doing in is solidifying what black people that's what black people knew. We as like a hashtag. We tried to tell you. We knew his ass was a racist when he ran. Y'all white folks, let y'all finally catching up.
1: I would challenge that statement and say not only did black people know that he was racist, but his voting base knew that he was racist. The Republican Party knew that he was racist. He
3: even said yesterday he didn't care if white nationalists would ride with him on this because a lot of people agree with me. Yeah, white white nationalists.
1: Right, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, Richard Bannon is a white nationalist, and wasn't he on Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon. I'm sorry, not Richard Bannon. (laughs) But everybody knew that Trump was racist. When he was on the campaign trail before he was on the campaign trail um, for those who are you know now aware because they were too young to know but the exonerated five and we saw when they see us and what Trump was doing um, in New York at that time like he has an entire history of xenophobia and, and 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 racism and for people to be of the sentiment that oh my goodness I can't believe he said this. It's very disingenuous to me. I'm actually pleasantly surprised that the Democratic Party said anything at all on the floor, because it's been three years of him just spewing hate. And now, all of a sudden, it's like 2020. We want the presidency, so we're actually going to act like we're going to do something
3: about it. Jason, the bottom line here is uh, Democrats want to expose him for who he is. He believes in his people. Oh, this actually helps him with his base. Look, we know who the hell his base is. But at the end of the day, Republicans are now forced to defend his words. And they're simply showing their true colors by having to defend the racist words. We know what he said when he said, go back to the country where you came from. And when three of the four are Americans. And then also, by the way, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar has been an American in America longer than his own life.
9: Right. And, th- and that was the point I was going to make is that. I don't think that Donald Trump. We oftentimes say that Donald Trump is anti-immigrant. He's not anti-immigrant. He's anti-black and brown immigrant. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. He got
3: problem with white immigrants. Yeah, he's nope.
9: cool with he's cool with white immigrants. He married two white immigrants. His Great. mother. Oh wait, to, no, she was. Two Mar- Ma- yeah. uh, Maples is American, but either way. They all look. Yeah, they're, they're all the same. He married two immigrants. His mother was a, was an immigrant from Scotland. His grandparents on his father's side were both immigrants. He's not—he's not—he doesn't have trouble with immigrants. He has trouble with black and brown Precisely. immigrants. Precisely. And I also think that it's not really um, an issue with Donald Trump, us finally knowing who Donald Trump is or anybody figuring it out. I mean, if his words at Charlottesville didn't, didn't move you or his words right. about George, George, uh, Judge Three, Curiel didn't move you or his words about Mexicans in 2015 didn't move you, you know, then all of a sudden, this is the the breaking right. point. I, I don't really get that. I think that And it, he, doesn't care. He doesn't, he care. doesn't care. he doesn't
3: care. He doesn't care. And his whole deal is going to be I'm going to keep I'm going to keep saying this. I don't care. Uh, there is no bottom. And that's the thing. Mm-hmm. All these white journalists, like Howard Howard Kurtz earlier, uh, Malik was like, well, you know, journalists need to be very careful uh, saying that it was racist because Trump issued denial. Like his ass don't lie. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> ten thousand confidants. I'm like eyes. he known the lie. You acting like oh well he a denial, so I should take into account his denial.
8: Yeah, well I, I don't I don't think that Donald Trump is a racist, and I don't think that the people who voted for him think that he was a racist. I voted
3: you for him. You know his ass a I, racist.
8: I, I, I voted I voted for Malik, him. Malik, you I,
3: know damn well he a racist. I,
8: I voted for him and I don't think that Donald Trump Do is a racist. Do you intend to
3: vote for him again?
8: In twenty twenty, absolutely. Without a
3: doubt. So you voting for a racist? Yeah, well, you know, was this comment racist? If, if, Hold if, up. Was if, this
8: comment racist? It was definitely racially offensive. What the hell is that? What, thing what, what the, the hell is that? What's the difference? What the hell is that?
9: Can you can you tell me the difference between racially offensive and
8: racist? Well, he said things that were racially offensive. But, but, he said but what's that, the difference? Oh, I'm sorry, or insensitive or whatever you uh, want
9: okay, to say. Okay, but, but I'm, I'm just asking, what's the distinction between racist? And racially offensive. Well, I think that when One we start, feels I think that
8: I think it's possible for someone to say racially offensive, um, homophobic things and not be actually homophobic or racist. Okay, but if so you I say do, if you so say
3: racist things. A
9: number
8: of times, yeah,
9: several times, like, like. When do you become? A number of times. Time?
8: Well, well, if we're talking about the system of racism, I mean, we really should, you know, we, we could have a broader discussion of what that system. N- no, we're actually okay, no, 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 I'm no. no, no about about we in I discussion go, of right, but, system but, but of racism. I know. I'm sure all of us know, and that's why the same comments, you know, the things that I said on this show before, you know, the things that Louis Farrakhan has said that were anti-Semitic, oh, you know. Well, are we gonna go. Is Louis Farrakhan president well, of the United States? It doesn't matter. No, it does matter. But it doesn't matter. We're about Louis things Farrakhan that we have accepted. And, and, and Louis Farrakhan over the U.S. military, does, does Louis, Louis Farrakhan
3: have the nuclear codes? Does it Louis doesn't Farrakhan... Doesn't does Louis Bar- no, come well, on. Louis
8: Farrakhan gets to sit on I, stage... I, 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 I hell no. So, hell no. Now, hell hell no. want to deal no, with No, no, no. Understand. We are no, not,
3: we point. are not about the, well, well, of course, no, well, we course ain't going to flip not. this to Louis Farrakhan. Yeah. We are talking about the person, but he said, this man is the standard bearer, bearer of peace. your party. Okay. This man leads your party. This man controls your party. So here's my, my point. point. I've never voted for Louis
9: Farrakhan on anything. Cause, Cause he's not a But, 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 you,
8: but, I know many of us
3: who've actually, nice try. First of all, we ain't even going down the Farrakhan route. Hole well, it I, don't it's, work. Not, it's not a rabbit no, hole. It is a rabbit it's hole because you want us to chase. The, no, I, this, this, is this is the not question, Malik. This is the question, Malik. You asked. You said racially charged. What the hell was it? What is that racially charged? Is that what it well, was? How many racist, racist statements
8: before you become racist? That's well, my question. And, well, for me, it's hard to it's hard to conceive someone so being racist pursuing the policies that he's pursuing. Like what are beneficial to black and brown? Like
3: what personally?
8: So we're talking about so, the criminal justice reform package. We're talking let me ask about you a question. No, no, wait, wait, hold
3: on, hold on. Let me ask you a question. Who instituted affirmative action? Who was that under? Oh, I, I don't remember. Richard Never. Nixon. Okay. Who who ran on the Southern Strategy? Was that Nixon? Nixon. Yeah. Who also lost the war on drugs where one of his own advisors, his notes were revealed that it was specifically targeted at black people. That was Nixon. Richard right? Nixon. Who used the, Who used the N-word himself? Who who degraded black people in recordings in Oval Office, Richard Nixon? So the shit don't mean nothing about affirmative action if his other actions were also race-based. So to say that, oh well, the first, first of all, the first step act. Let me be clear: the first step act ain't an act for black people; it's an act. For anybody, well, it's part president. of a
8: criminal justice reform package. So, so, what, and, so and so, if we're judging him by the same standard that Obama policy, and any other president, so his immigration policy helps black and brown people. Well, black? You mean black people who are here? Black and brown people?
9: You, you're saying that his immigration policy, TPS, sending Haitians back to a,
3: a place that was. Uh, violent, and where they had... Well, no, I, I don't hold, on, hold on, hold on. I, I don't, I don't. Also trying I to cut policies. the rug underneath from Liberians who were in this country, calling Absolutely. those countries shithole countries, making it yeah, clear that he wanted that. more visas for, for white but immigrants. I don't think the immigration so so I understand you racist.
9: disagree with that. No one's think, calling I don't you think, a racist. I don't think the My immigration question is, when, when does someone become racist? If they made several racially offensive statements, you know, when honestly... It's like if you cheat on your girlfriend once, when do you become a cheater? If you've cheated seventeen times, you know well, when, when I, can we call a spade a spade? That's my you, question.
8: You can, but I think we use. Okay, the term, so he's a racist. I, I, but do John, we agree? But but no, we don't agree, and and I don't agree with the comments that John Lewis said because John Lewis also said similar comments about John McCain, and of course we're. Say I what. Kinda, well, well, what did, what the, the, hold up You say what? You don't remember the the comments that John Lewis. What did he said, say? He said that um, voting for John McCain would take us back to the days of George Wallace standing in the schoolhouse.
3: Anyone, line? Oh,
8: so, so now. If John, you are advancing
3: so, policies, if you, so are, <laughs> if you are, if you are advancing voter suppression policies, you're taking us back I, to I George Wallace. Was day. That was that what John? McCain yeah, okay. Nice James try. Doing? Nice try. Nice try, Malik. Because he said Malik, the same Malik, thing Malik. about Mitt. Nice try. But this is real simple. You are. You voted for a racist. Yeah, and I'm. You're I'm, gonna vote for a racist I'm, I'm again? i vote for him in Right, and, 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 and right, and the reality is, what that says is. You don't give a damn what he has to say about black people. Well, that's your opinion. No, that's what is revealing. I'm
8: going to die, and I'm going to die black. So the fact. that you.
3: Yeah, but you, you also ain't but, got a problem but, with but your Mississippi Confederate flag. But, 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 you're,
8: but you're not going to challenge my blackness on this show. No, I'm not. Hold on. I'm, I'm not. Because mean, hold you, you, you no, can't tell me what I'm concerned about as a
3: black man. You can't tell me you can't tell me what I'm concerned about as a
8: black man. Let me correct you. Let me correct you. Let me correct you. Because I'm voting for Donald Trump. So. What no, I said is, no, you're voting for your a racist. Life.
3: That's okay. what you're well, doing. that's your opinion. And that's what you know. That's but a fact. Well, that's, that's your opinion. That's your opinion. That's and no. I just disagree. The fact of the matter is, you're voting for, a, you voting for a racist. Whatever you, you're going to still vote for a racist, it. and that's okay. undeniable. Okay. All right, y'all, let's go to Baton Rouge. An arrest has been made in the death of Sadie Roberts Joseph. 38-year-old Ronnie Bale was a tenant in one of Robert Joseph's rental properties and was behind on his rent. Bale is a registered sex offender in Louisiana. According to online records, he's being held at the East Baton Rouge Parish Jail on charges of being a fugitive from justice for failure to meet the requirements of a sex offender registration. Bell will be charged with first degree murder in the death of Roberts Joseph. You recall she was found in the trunk of a car last Friday in Louisiana Corner, ruled her cause of death a homicide due to traumatic asphyxia, including suffocation. So we certainly will keep you abreast of what's going on in that case. Uh, spe- uh, speaking of somebody who's in jail, R. Kelly, ordered to be held without bail today the federal prosecutors describe him, quote, as an extreme danger to the community, especially to minor girls. That took place at a hearing in U.S. District Court in, Fed- in Chicago. Federal prosecutors handed down two indictments that threatened to put Kelly behind bars for the rest of his life. In Brooklyn and Chicago, Kelly faces a combined 18 counts for alleged crimes against 10 victims. He faces a maximum prison sentence of 195 years in Chicago alone, and some charges carry a mandatory minimum sentence of 10 years. The singer faces decades more in New York. Kelly already faced state charges that could put him behind bars for up to 30 years. He's been locked up in Chicago's downtown Metropolitan Correctional Center since federal agents arrested him while he walked his dog around 7 p.m. on Thursday. And the judges rule he will stay in jail until his trial begins, folks. Uh, Kelly got some problems, some major, <laughs> major legal problems. Fix your mic, it fell. Kelly, go ahead.
1: And my thing is he should have had problems at least a decade ago, a decade and a half ago, because this isn't new information. We knew that he was a predator. We knew that he was a rapist. We
3: knew that he was a pedophile and a hebophile. Well, you can know, but you had to prove it. And the reality is in the previous case of the jury, they made it clear that was him in the video, they cannot ascertain as to what the age of the young girl who was in the videotape. That's how he was found not guilty.
1: Right. And, you know, from a personal standpoint, it just felt like they were splitting hairs on that. I understand the fairness of it all,
3: but. No, they were splitting hairs. They, had, In order for them to convict no, him, no, no, I know. I they, they that they had to determine if she was actually underage. Right. The problem is, one family member said, that was my niece, this was her age. Other family members testified. If that wasn't hurt. right? And so it was
1: reasonable doubt, and that's there. You go. No, I totally get that part. I'm just saying, from a non-legal mindset of just being, you know, court of public opinion, it just
3: hurt as somebody who knew that he was just a bad guy. Right. But that's the problem. The court of public opinion ain't yeah. the court of law, right. of course. And, and 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 that's and the reality is that's the issue. With yeah. well, the difference here, because of the documentary, which you now have, Jason. More and more people who are coming forward. They also have additional videotapes, uh, and so it's not it's not the same case. Plus, uh, that was a different charge. It was a different right, charge. See, everybody can talking about double jeopardy. No, it wasn't. He, it, was it was a was different charges. indictment in his previous trial. So they literally can use the same video uh, and charge him with a different indictment. Doesn't cause double jeopardy. Right. And what you also have. Because of the transporting of underage girls, now you have human trafficking. That's what the feds are looking at. Go ahead. Federal
9: crime. Yeah, so he's he's in a whole heap of trouble. Um, Couldn't happen to a more deserving person, seemingly. Um, He's entitled to a fair trial, but but again, he is somebody who, you know, anecdotally, I know people from Chicago, and it was well-known in Chicago Mm -hmm. that he was targeting young girls showing up at the high school after school when the bell rung. Um, so, you know, I, I, again, I hope he gets a fair trial and, you know, he gets due process, but at the same time, it does not look good for him. I think that R. Kelly is going to be singing on a prison yard very soon.
3: Next thing is what happened with Jeffrey Epstein is he's going to get bail. Yeah, I, yeah,
8: I I don't know what the judge is going to do in that case, particularly with R. Kelly. I mean, these are things that we have heard in our community for years. And we're talking, I'm talking about going back at least into the 90s. The stories of R. Kelly, um, whether it was his relationship with Aaliyah or any of the other rumors or allegations that were swirling around. So the fact that he's now so many years later, mm-hmm. um, what I think actually getting his just desserts, you know, I, I don't think he's going to have it easy. He shouldn't have it easy. Um, whatever problems he's had, you know, he's he and he's had time over the years to actually correct the behavior, but it doesn't seem like that that's happened at all. I don't know when because to he's last. sick. You know, well, he,
9: well, you know,
3: I, you ain't corrected, I I, Jack when you when you right. when you when you got uh, off and uh, when uh, you well, I mean, look, you are gonna keep yeah. doing it. I don't know anybody goes. Yeah, know, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I, I, think I, I don't, don't stop being a pedophile. Sick. Hell, Jeffrey Epstein yeah, if you uh, got stop. thirteen months yeah, yeah. Uh, and was able to go walk freely, and he held he would still continue doing he was doing. Mm-hmm. That ain't changing.
9: Yeah, no, I I, I agree one hundred percent. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I agree one hundred percent, and I don't accept he, that he or Jeffrey Epstein is sick. You know, there are people who are who are actual pedophiles, uh, who you know go after pubescent children. Yep. Those people are mentally sick; they have a mental illness. Got it. Um, but someone who goes after teenage girls simply just wants power over them. That person isn't mentally sick that person is someone who is a despicable human being well first of all they go all to
3: prison they all sick and they all can be criminals and they all can go to jail so right that's yeah, absolutely there. uh going to a break right now we come back we're going to talk about uh the cheating scandal in atlanta the focus of a new documentary that's next Roller martin unfiltered mm. you want to check out Roller martin unfiltered youtube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real. It's Roland Martin Unfiltered. See that name right there? Roland Martin Unfiltered. Like, share, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. And don't forget to turn on your notifications. Danny Pate- Pantalo, the cop who killed Eric Garner five years ago, is not going to face any federal civil rights charges. The Department of Justice rule made that decision today. The Civil Rights Division, they wanted him to be prosecuted, but the Eastern District of New York disagreed and Attorney General William Barr agreed with the Eastern District. This concludes the five-year investigation uh, when it comes to the death of Eric Garner. Barr made the final decision uh, in this case. Of course, uh, again, uh sad state, The grand jury on Staten Island, also declined to indict Pantalo in Garner's death, but the officer was the subject of a departmental trial earlier this year. We're still waiting to hear from the administrative judge as to whether or not uh, she is going to recommend to Police Commissioner James O'Neill who will decide if Pantaleo keeps his job are we shocked
8: no no Not it's, at you know that's um kind of we know that there generally is when it comes to federal charges um especially against police it's
3: a, it's a rare thing but but to have the civil rights division say yes go forward yeah but then, it, and then have the eastern district say no uh yeah that, but, that's also uh, uh again quite interesting there
8: yeah and I think um, as I've been going back reading, there seems to have been, even when Obama was in office, there was some disagreement on whether or not, you know, some people believed that they should press forward and some people didn't. The overall theme with what I read is that there was some, uh, most people actually did not believe that they would be able to win the case, you know, not just bring the charges. See, you know
3: what? I'm, I'm and, sorry, and, Kelly. That, that pisses me off, okay? There's no guarantee you're going to win a trial. Right. Damn it. Sometimes take your ass to court and at least try. Oh, but, and that's your job. Man, I mean, it, it's not like, job. hey, we, we can't get a guaranteed win, so
1: we're not going to do it. Yeah, it's it's incredibly lazy. I don't understand, you know, from a legal perspective how that's not, you know, misconduct um, on some level when you know that you have uh, something to present to a judge right that is enough for a trial um and frankly you don't know what a jury's going to S- say or do so you're already hedging your bets against yourself before the trial even starts the jury,
8: See, in this I, case,
9: yeah jury. I, I i this is one area i don't think i, I rarely disagree with roland but i i, I disagree because that goes both ways then. what you know in terms of you know, uh, going out there and stretching yourself, trying to get convictions against people when you really don't have a mountain of evidence. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that that's the case here. But it's wait, a, m- but wait a minute! But wait a minute! Hold up! But, but if you—that happens every day. There literally are right. folks. And that's problematic. Tra- if you, if no, you, you don't it... have the evidence to convict somebody. No, 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 no 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 no, 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 no,
3: no. Let's be real clear. Let's be real clear. First of all, the standard in a criminal child trial is beyond a reasonable, reasonable. doubt. Right. Federal civil rights charges and civil are right. different. Yes. Right, it's not the same legal standard. Proponents of, evidence. of evidence, precisely. It's lower. I, all I'm saying is I don't understand this idea. Well, we can't guarantee a victory, so we're not going to try. That uh, to me is dumb. No, well. So okay, are you? If
9: you're using the word guarantee, then yes. Uh-huh. That's literally I'm sure. what. Okay, but that, said- that's literally... There's never a guaranteed victory. No, damn it. No, no. You're saying that it's more likely than not if you're really the saying arc- that the evidence is not going to
3: necessarily get you a victory. But here's the deal, though. You don't know that. You
9: don't know You that. don't know it
3: until you present it before a jury. And there's also a difference
1: between not... I
2: would it.
3: rather
9: you try than not try. And There's also a difference... That- but that would number one though for number one that would be a waste of resources if you no, think that you can't win. No, that's the thing like if, no, you, if you were like this that's is not, not a winnable
3: w- case. Okay, no 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 no, That's correct. Civil rights division said proceed. Right. Eastern district said don't proceed. Clearly a difference of opinion among lawyers. Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, I did a, I did the uh, town hall for the CBC about 3 years ago. She said the same thing she said, I'm sorry. Can y'all make the effort, Kelly, to try?
1: And that's the difference. So there's a difference between not having enough evidence to go to trial. Because there was enough evidence for him to be indicted. You know, there was enough evidence for some step to go forward. So an indictment indicates that you had enough evidence to go to trial. So So, they're just choosing not to go to trial.
9: For example... I know a lot of people that that have gone, and again, this is a little bit different. I understand, you know, state and federal and all those kinds of things, you know, those those differences. But there are often times where the state realizes that they can't win in in, in state trials. They go forward with it, you know, and they just try to get a plea. And it's punitive against people, and it's unfair. You damn, hold up, you got
3: damn right. Be punitive against this asshole sure, who killed Eric Garner. Sure. But all but I'm, I'm saying, saying is... If you well, saying, uh, the evidence to win... No! That's see, not, okay, that's how not do how you... Do, do you know how, how, how many cases where they have tried and they thought they had mounds of... It? The folks who tried R. Kelly said, Yo, we got a videotape showing his ass. Several videos Having sex, peeing on an underage girl. They before when the jury came back Sam Adams his attorney said Robert we did the absolute best that we could that's what he said mm. cuz Sam Adams thought we are dead jury said not guilty mm. oh hell hell Kardashian was shocked when the jury said not guilty for OJ but guess what you tried what I'm saying is not even going to trial you don't even get a chance to even present any evidence it to me this is no different than a dar we, we couldn't get a we couldn't get an indictment from the grand jury mm-hmm. that was nothing that we can do I mean the grand jury wouldn't do it and
8: I, I I admit ignorance in this area so I don't know law like that but you know I don't know of how common it is when a jury isn't able to convict that then their federal like in who, someone charged for federal um, civil rights violations. I don't know if there is a standard where, if they're not convicted um, by a jury, then they, you know, so a by the time case it gets to I, I, I a criminal yeah. no, no, yeah, no, no, so, no, case, I just want you
3: to try. No, no, no. I definitely get that. I want you to try. Yeah, and here, I mean, here's what I want. Was what I want, about- what I want, is for Eric Garner to have his day in court. No, I, I, what I want, what I want, is for evidence to, pre- to be presented. So the public can see it. I want testimony. I want a jury of his peers to render a decision. What I don't want is for somebody sitting in the room going, ah, oh, well, you know, I don't really see how we can get a guarantee. But I it was a little conviction. more than
8: that. I, I was reading that they actually did consider the evidence and I think the chokehold, um watching the video at that time so they there was other things that they considered other than
1: right but it feels like even with all I mean, I, that, i'm mean, i
8: with you in heart I right mean, I'm, no I'm but with even you with, you
1: with that percent. knowledge it still sounds like you're trying the case within yourself and not presenting it to a court and, and
3: kelly CB, cbc members who i've talked to over the years have said they they want to see doj get some damn heart and try and it's like because here's the, here's the real deal 97 percent is the conviction rate right for federal prosecutors Mm -hmm. 97 percent. do you know why because really what they do is they say okay we got all this sort of stuff we're gonna force you to plead guilty let me remind you the cop who killed walter scott Mm -hmm. took a plea deal Mm -hmm. over the federal civil rights charges Mm -hmm. let me roll it back it was a hung jury when it came to the state but when it came to the federal civil rights trial he went they might send my ass to prison. Right. He took a plea deal. All I'm saying is, when you say, ah, we're not going to move forward, that cop choked Eric Garner. No, there's choked no question about it. Choked, whole. And, and they didn't indict in Staten Island, at least attempt to have a dadgum, uh jury trial. But uh, that's the case there, folks. Tomorrow we're going to talk to uh, the mother of Eric Garner. Tomorrow's the fifth anniversary of Eric Garner's murder. Today, Meek Mill and his attorneys appeared in court asking an appeals court to overturn a 2008 drug and gun conviction that has kept the rapper on probation for a decade. You recall Meek Mill and his attorneys believe that the judge deciding his case, Janice Brinkley, his sister, had a long-standing vendetta against him. The hearing ended without a ruling from the Supreme Superior Court panel. Meek's lawyers and the district attorney's office both iterated. They believe the rapper deserves a new trial. Van Jones is one of the folks there to support him. This is what he had to say outside the courtroom. the banjo. audio okay guys all right so please uh y'all can if y'all can fix that let me know i'm gonna read the next story we'll come back to that let me know if that's fixed donald watkins jr folks sentenced to 27 months in prison by u.s district judge for his role in defrauding more than 15 million bucks from investors in Masada and other ventures with his father, attorney Donald Watkins, Sr. He was earlier sentenced to a five-year term. Uh, Watkins, Sr., legendary uh, attorney out of Alabama, now living in Atlanta. His father also longtime head of an HBCU, a very prominent family. His brother, Levi Watkins, was uh, a, uh, a major surgeon. Uh, at johns hopkins university and so the uh, the watkins family very well known among those investors charles barkley who said he lost up to eight million dollars stolen from him uh, defrauded defrauded by watkins both of them defended they actually represented themselves in court you knew right then uh they were going down in flames do we have the van jones comment folks okay no audio on the van jones comment oh no how that happened all right so let's do this here let's do this here okay uh, I'm going to uh, not talk about this next story, which is actually this, you might remember this story, which is cr- crazy. This, 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 this is a crazy story here. And that is uh, the 2009 uh, Atlanta cheating scandal. Of course, there's a new documentary called One Child uh, Left Behind examines the 2009 cheating scandal. Uh, here is an excerpt of that documentary.
4: People often ask me, what did this verdict cost? It cost everything. The legal system tried to kill me. I mean, it it literally tried to destroy every aspect of my life. I was like, oh
6: boy, we were in a fight. It was real. In every way,
4: I was murdered. A wrecking ball came into the city. It didn't care who it hurt or what the consequences were. They simply wanted somebody to pay. But watch them with
1: handcuffs being processed. My God, you're talking about. Educators, we worked 14, 16 hours a day for kids. No, trying to convince me to say I cheated. I will die before I stand up and say I did something I didn't do. I'll die first.
6: I had to make a decision to cheat or not to cheat. I made the wrong decision.
4: It was one of the biggest scandals ever to rock American schools. There is a hell
1: of a Pedro Nogueira talks about it as the normalization of failure.
6: That means you don't think black students could learn. This
3: was never about children. This was about a power grab for educational funds in the state of Georgia.
0: The Republican governor says, let me take over these failing school districts. Well, the districts are failing because you're underfunding these schools by a billion dollars a year. The cheating scandal was not about education at all. It was about changing public perception of public schools.
5: You made them distrust educators. Then you have to have other people come in to save
4: them from themselves. We wanted to get at the truth. Now,
0: were we interested in putting some of the higher ups
4: in jail? Yes, they needed
9: to go to jail. There were 256,779
8: answers that were changed from the wrong
0: answer to the right
8: answer.
0: At this Georgia courthouse, you'd think they were indicting mobsters with charges like racketeering and theft. The bail bondsman said to me, you would have been
5: better off if you shot somebody.
7: All I want from any of these people is just to take some responsibility.
5: But they refuse. They refuse. Those same people who hurt children got on the stand and said,
3: I hurt children. And
5: everybody believed them.
3: Don't put the blame. You need to watch out. This is the plan, to take the funding and to take
0: the schools. Unless people know the real history of what happened in Atlanta and why, we're going to see these same kind of situations continue in other cities. The truth truly needs to
6: be told. Don't put your blame on me.
3: Well, joining us right now is producer, uh, Dr., uh, excuse me, Jody Gomes, and also in the documentary, Dr. Dana Evans. Uh, Jody, I want to start with you. Um, I mean, we we all remember uh, this this trial, uh, and there was so much drama. You had the issue of education, you had race, you had power, uh, and you had black folks who were saying, wait a minute, these are black educators hurting our children. Uh, What made this something that you said, you know what, we really got to uh, hone in on and do this documentary? Well, thank you, Roland,
4: for having us on. I, you know, when I heard the verdicts in this trial, I was working for the Jackson family and I had just finished going through the Michael Jackson trial. And Conrad Murray got three years for what I felt was killing the most famous man in the world. And shortly thereafter, these educators were convicted of upwards of 30 years in prison. And I couldn't, it just didn't set right with me that, yes, there was a crime committed, but I wanted to question and do a deep dive on whether the punishment fit the crime. You know, whether there was cheating or not, I, I didn't know at that point when I first started getting into the deep dive, and once but you, once
3: we got into- Go ahead, once you, and once you got in, what did you come away once with?
4: Once we got in, we found, we did indeed find that there were pockets of cheating. We did indeed put people on camera that attested to cheating and why they cheated. And I felt it was more important for us to get in, into the why. And the why truly was because a lot of these schools, when it came to the high stakes testing, they were underfunded to begin with. Kids were coming into middle school, not being able to read at a first and second grade level. And of course we're talking about public schools at this point. And so people were left with terrible choices. And of course some people made the wrong decisions. And admittedly in our film, there's some people that said, listen, I made the wrong decision. Had I known cheating, I knew it was immoral, but had I known cheating was illegal, I would not have done it. But oh. in the meantime, a lot of those people who claimed they cheated and admitted to cheating and or took a plea deal for cheating still felt like they were not doing an injustice to the children because they were still teaching the kids but just were deciding not to teach to test. They were teaching the kids and cheated on the test to oh. put them forward to keep their schools from closing.
3: But but, but Dr. Dan Evans, I want to bring you in, but, but the issue that that a lot of people raise, and which one I I understand, is I get folks saying they want to keep schools open. But what you were dealing with though is you were kids who were being moved forward who actually weren't learning, who actually were not being educated. And so they were going through a system that was passing them, and they they were being put at a disadvantage because once they washed out of the system, that was it, they had no other shot at life.
5: So, um, can I talk now? Yes, that's go, a ahead, go misconception ahead, as a re- That's a misconception as it relates to, particularly at Dobbs. Um, this was a test that was given at one time at the end of the school year, and it didn't determine whether or not you were promoted to the next grade. I think that is something that the media has purported, which doesn't actually mean tr- it's not true. Now I'm not saying in any way that cheating is right or justifying it, I think it's wrong. And I believe that people who cheated didn't believe in children or didn't believe in their ability to move children um, at high levels. I don't I don't have those beliefs. I believe in African-American children. I'm an African-American. My son is an African-American child. And so I believe in our ability to achieve. But what happens is you get a test on the end of the school year, the next year you come back and we assess um, all throughout the school year, whether or not you were in getting tutoring or whether or not you were getting remedial assistance was not dictated by this one test score. And we were able to show that in court that we, we produced 300 pieces of evidence. And particularly at my school, I was a brand new principal. It was my first year as a principal there. And I came and made a lot of changes and those changes resulted in people being terminated, who hurt children, people who didn't teach, and a lot of other things. And I think it was retaliatory, but we we got the Chamber of Commerce Award. I started a GED program at the school for parents in the community. We provided, so I, had, I wrote a million dollar grant for Dobbs. We had Saturday school, we had before school tutorial, we had after school tutorial, we had intervention groups throughout the day. And so I mm-hmm. vehemently mm-hmm. just reject the notion that children were academically hurt on but, my but, watch but, that did not happen but let me ask you
3: this question if folks okay were, if, if folks and i'm gonna come back to jody as well if folks were cheating on tests what would the penalty be for a student if they cheated on a test
5: so there were actually there are actually children who cheat on tests every day i know so that. That, that that's what i'm saying would, but we're
3: saying what's the penalty
5: so they would probably retake the test, or they would get a zero for that test. They would fail it. Um, if it's the CRCT, that portion of the CRCT would be um, eliminated. Like say, if they if they were on social studies, for example, they would not score for social studies, but then come in and, and take the test for the other areas. But is but isn't, it the, but agree, isn't the point? But isn't the
3: point? Isn't the point that adults should know better?
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. And when, and when you talk about harm, um, moral harm or, or ethical harm, I believe was done to children because teachers, children look up to teachers and you're teaching them how to respond more than just reading and math and social studies. You're teaching them how to be a, a, a productive member of society. And so when people break that, there is, there, there is harm to children in that degree. I agree with that. But this idea that because someone gave someone the answers on the test that this person will now, as Judge Baxter tried to say, no, I'll even quote Fonnie Willis, one of the district attorney's office said, now these people are going to be strippers and prostitutes. Really? I, I think that that's a, a large jump Jody, that uh, is not even substantiated by facts. Right.
3: Jody, I want to bring you in, bring you back in. The, the, thing, sure. that, the thing that jumped out for me was, uh, first of all, um, I when folks were convicted... I had no issue with that. But well, I also argued that I did not believe uh, that there should have been jail time uh, because I, I believe I believe that when you have to assess uh, a person's risk, you have to assess assess the cost to the state. Uh, and, and, and that that made no sense to me. Um, in your research, as you were going through this, what jumped out at you? What surprised you the most? What caused you to say, yo, I, I what was a wild moment for you?
4: Well, there were a couple of wild moments. And first, I want to say I'm glad Dr. Evans is on here because we did a lot of research to find people that testified against some of these educators. There was a system of retaliation. Like We we looked high and low for Dana Evans in particular to find anybody that could say she cheated, knew about cheating, or instructed anybody to cheat. And we could not find anybody that could come up with that valid answer that as we un- as we peel back the layers of the onions, we could poke holes in their stories as much as her story was put on trial. So I just wanna say that we did our homework in ethically finding out before we put anybody's story in this film, we wanted to find out, did you or did you not cheat? And of course, a lot of these people are under appeal and testified in my film for the first time and I'm honored for that. But one of the wow moments for me personally was, this wasn't just happening in Atlanta. It wasn't just happening in Georgia. There were other school districts in Texas, in Washington, D.C., oh, yeah. in Chicago, in Georgia alone, In fact that well, were non-black districts, well, that had worse yeah. cheating statistics and did not rise to the level of criminality that was found in Atlanta. And I wanna say that again, they had worse cheating statistics and did not rise to the level of criminality where we were making educators, we were trying educators and convicting them under RICO charges, RICO charges for test cheating. And so that made me, again, look at the underneath. I had to go to the why. Why are we here? How did somebody not pump the brakes and say, okay, perhaps they did cheat. Perhaps this is one of the worst black-on-black crimes. We all know education is the great equalizer for our children. Yes, there has been a crime committed here. But isn't there a different way, other than criminalizing educators, to resolve not only the cheating that was going on, but the ongoing cheating that is still happening in all of these places?
3: Um Merlin, you're in. Good. choice, and yep. you know yep. cheating
4: still is taking place in yep. a lot of places right. across America. Right, and
3: I think that um, uh, you know. But look, I've got uh, sisters and a brother who who were teachers who uh, who who talked about like I, my sister, uh, educator in Houston, talking about one of those cheating scandals, talking about kids yeah. actually being harmed. You're absolutely right, uh, Dana. Last question for you: What do you want people people who watch this documentary? What do you want them to come away with?
5: I want them um, to come away with that. Um, first of all, I, I didn't cheat. Um, but I really want them to come away with the fact that there's a disproportionate way in which people are treated, certain groups of people are treated in the legal system. And we have to, I mean, fight where we are with what we have with as hard as we can for truth and justice. There's a suppression of truth. There's a suppression of resources. There's a suppression of knowledge. And it disproportionately affects African-Americans in such a profound way. And I, I never thought in a million years that I could ever be indicted for a crime. And I realize now when I see people on the television screen that everything that you see isn't what it appears. Mm-hmm. And it was a political politically motivated well, racially fueled, politically motivated trial that I did not have the power to win.
3: Absolutely. Yes. Um, Dana, Absolutely. um, are you, are, are you still in education or are you not allowed to be in education?
5: So the interesting part about that is I had a Professional Standards Commission hearing recently for my, my license. And the judge wrote a big, um, you know, we went to the same thing. And she said that there was no real evidence to substantiate the claims that I cheated. And I thought it was interesting that the Professional Standards Commission could not revoke my license for teaching because there was not enough evidence to substantiate it. But the court of law could put me in jail for the same thing. So technically I have my license, but I, I, no, I don't work in education. I don't think the Atlanta Journal Constitution would allow me to. If I tried it, it would, I would be, it would be horrible. It would, so I'm, I'm working, but not in that field.
3: Jody, final comment.
4: I just want people to understand the perils of high stakes testings as it relates to, marginalized schools and schools that are struggling. Um, a test that happens in Beverly Hills, a child that is taking has all the resources in Beverly Hills is not going to test the same as a child that has a lack of resources, has a lack of educators, has a lack of food on a daily basis. And we, we need to look at public education as a whole as to how we got to this spot in time you know in education i just think education is the great equalizer for our children and i think this film takes a deeper dive at the look as to how we got to a place where we're criminalizing educators when we should be upholding them and supporting them to help our children
3: advance through life jody when does it air
4: we are actually on the festival circuit right now. We're winning jury awards and best documentary awards at, at, at top 25 festivals and at Academy Award qualifying festivals. We just won at ABFF for the jury prize. Um, we have our Atlanta premiere on August 25th, and then we should be streaming nationwide this fall just in time for Back to School.
3: All right. Uh, Dana Evans, Dr., uh, Jody Gong, we appreciate Thank you. it. Thanks a lot.
4: Thank
3: you. you. All right, then, folks. Um, Let's talk about, uh, of course, my folks at uh, 420 Real Estate. Of course, they're back. Marijuanastock.org has another uh, great investment opportunity. If you were lucky enough the last time to invest in their last crowdfunding campaign, you know they raised a ton of money in just a few months uh, investing in legal marijuana farms. Those initial investors now own shares of a publicly traded company. And last time, again, a lot of people missed it. They were sending emails saying, hey, I want to get in. Now they have a new investment opportunity that you can check out, folks. I'm talking about industrial hemp CBD. For those who don't know, the hemp plant is the cousin to marijuana with a much higher concentration of CBD, which means hemp CBD gives you all the medical benefits of marijuana without getting you high. Until recently, hemp farming was practically illegal in the United States and heavily regulated by the DEA. However, the 2018 Farm Bill uh, that was passed makes it legal to grow hemp CBD in the U.S., creating one of the largest commodities worldwide. They need land to grow in all of the plants. This makes for an incredible investment opportunity, and that's where our good friends at 420 Real Estate come in. Their business model is real simple. They buy land that supports hemp CBD grow operations and lease it to licensed, high-paying tenants. That's right, they are hemp CBD landlords, and so you can get in on the action. You can invest in this crowdfunding campaign for as little as 200 bucks up to $10,000. All you got to do is go to MarijuanaStock.org, that's MarijuanaStock.org, to get in the game and get in the game now. All right, folks, before we go, um, we have, uh, of course, uh, the uh, House did indeed pass the resolution condemning the comments uh, of uh, Donald Trump, Democrats of control, uh the House, they actually have the votes. And so for all of uh, Trump's bluster and him slamming everybody else, Kelly's now been officially condemned by the United States House of Representatives.
1: And now I'm curious to see what the Democratic Party is about to do next. Um, condemnation is a start, but what does that actually do in terms of his presidency? Like until he's impeached, until he resigns, until you know that entire administration is no longer in power, I don't see you know what I, I don't see anything else beneficial happening. I think this is just pomp and circumstance, which is good because it's on the record. But beyond that, you know, I, I just want more. It's been too long.
3: Here's what's interesting here, Jason. Um, here we go to my iPad. This is a graphic of the votes, folks. 235 Democrats. Four Republicans agree with the resolution, one independent. Total votes 242, 187.
9: Yeah, I mean, we knew it was going to break down uh, in a partisan way. Um, the Republicans, at least we can see that four Republicans had a spine mm-hmm. and were willing to call. And out those what they four saw-
3: Republicans, go to my iPad, please. Uh, Congressman Will Hurd, Texas, mm. only African American Republican in the U.S. House. Representative Upton, Michigan. Representative Fitzpatrick, Pennsylvania. Representative Brooks from Indiana. And I think Justin Amash is now an independent, right. so that may be that one mm-hmm, independent yeah. vote. Mm. So really, five Republicans voted for it. I, think it, I still think it says something that, it, that all Republicans did not stand with Donald Trump, mm-hmm. that they stood there and said th- that these were racist comments.
9: No, absolutely. And, and uh, like I said, I, I, I think, you know, uh, it should be applauded. I think it's a little late. You know, I think that uh, Republican, the Republican Party, should have checked him a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I think many of them are intimidated by Donald Trump and his loud base. Uh, I would agree, or I would argue that his base isn't necessarily super large. I just think it's super loud, uh, and they are afraid, uh, and they should know from right. what happened with the Tea Party that they shouldn't let loud people control them, uh, and be able to call out something when it's wrong.
3: Speaking of weak, uh, Malik. Uh, Senator Marco Rubio. This is what he had to say about the whole deal four months ago, after Representative Omar suggested Jews are not loyal Americans. Not true. House Democratic leaders refused to vote on a resolution singularly condemning her words or anti-Semitism. Now they have a pro- now they have no problem voting the resolution labeling the president a racist. Talk about a week. Uh, he couldn't even condemn what Trump had to say, and that's also was interesting. Uh, the different Republicans they, they they want to bring up uh, everything else in the world except actually what Trump said. Yeah, I mean this is. This is,
8: it isn't surprising to me. It isn't surprising that um, the House run by Democrats passed a resolution condemning the president and that almost all Republicans voted against it. You know, I, I don't know what the numbers were with the, well, I guess they never got to a number with the Omar resolution. I don't think they mentioned her at all. But if there was a vote on that, I can pretty much bet that Republicans would be favor, in favor of it and Democrats wouldn't. Um, so. You know, unfortunately, this is kind of where we are. I do think that, you know, what we saw on the floor today, um, it didn't, you know, I I wasn't happy about the president's remarks, but what I saw on the floor today was something else I do not like about our political system at all. What's that? Well, the the comments, apparently, I'm sure Nancy Pelosi knew that she wasn't supposed to. No, I'm sorry,
3: Nancy Pelosi ran her comments by the parliamentarian, before she delivered them. Mm-hmm. The parliamentarian greenlit her comments. Well, it seemed like uh, um, Representative Cleaver, he was,
8: was that
3: who was that what? Yeah, Congressman Cleaver yeah. was he, at... It, it seemed as if he had a different opinion. No, no, no that's, not that. Collins, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. Collins of Georgia objected, wanted her comments Strip. stricken from the record. Yeah. And because he literally acted a fool on all the back and forth, that's what pissed Cleaver off mm. and why he said... I'm out of here. That's yeah, what actually happened. But but then. when you get to the point of,
8: I mean, when you're on the floor calling the president a racist, you can't expect the Republicans are going to join you in that effort. I mean, five it, did. Well, well, yeah, but five out of how many? Well, but, but well,
3: it's, it's well, first of all, well, first, all well, first of all, well, first of all, the let me reiterate, okay, the only Black Republican right mm-hmm. in the United States House yeah. from Texas, mm-hmm. well hurt. former CIA officer, mm-hmm. had the guts to call Donald Trump what it exactly what it was. But it shouldn't surprise us that you know, very few Republicans criticize. No 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 I'm not speaking to very few Republicans. What I'm saying is Congressman Will Heard did something, Texas yeah. AM graduate, that frankly other black Republicans wouldn't do. He showed Well he's guts. the only
8: representative. No, no 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 no
3: no no let me say it again. Congressman Will Heard could have easily voted with the rest of his party. Yes he could. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is Congressman Will Heard did what a lot of black Republicans don't have but the guts they, But but they're do. not but they're not p- politicians. I'm sorry, but you brought Luis Farrakhan early. He was a politician. Yeah,
8: but we're talking about a vote on the floor, though. They can't vote on the floor. So if we're saying that those people can actually, um, that, that he did something that other Black Republicans aren't doing, he's the only one there that actually has a vote.
3: Precisely. Voting at this. And, and that was the precise point we make it earlier. Ro- when you try to use Farrakhan Ro- as your example, go ahead, Jay. Okay, that's
9: can that, I, that was can that I, the president. Go ahead. Is there is there anything that President Trump can do that would affect your vote that you would not cast a vote? in 2024 president trump i don't know it hasn't
8: happened yet i can't say that it hasn't happened (laughs) so there's essentially nothing he can do that's not what i said i said i don't know so the answer to your question is is that i don't know he could do something that terribly offends me and then that would make me consider not so the many racist things things he's done have have not terribly offended you no they haven't offended me where i wouldn't support him Mm -hmm. no they haven't wow there you have it. <laughs> I mean, is no, it, is the, were you expecting let, a different let, answer? Let me down. say
3: it again. Will heard, Texan, my home state, has a ring just like I do. Texan a and graduate, black Republican, mm-hmm. showed guts by first calling out Donald Trump's comments on yesterday, and today, standing up and actually voting with the Democrats. Well, I could... Why, why? No, no, no. Let me so. real clear. Malik, you criticizing him is irrelevant. When you are no no, no 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 allow me yeah, allow right. me to finish. You did not criticize him. You danced. You did not call it what it is. You tried to use it was racially charged. You said, I said, I it it a, no, said it was no 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 no, no 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 to the no no so
8: no But said, what
3: what but what Congressman Will Heard did is he called it what it is. Right. Okay. He and didn't it. dance, and that and that folks is the difference. And so let let me get people to understand. What is going on here? And I did this in my commentary yesterday. I need you to understand what Donald Trump desperately needs is to gin up his white base. What Donald Trump is trying to do is to get his white base, his white conservative base to say, oh, look at them They're mistreating our Donald because he needs them to vote in significant numbers. Now, Malik can give him his vote. Don't ask me why, but it's pathetic. But the no, man, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. It's, right it's, it's pathetic. I it's pathetic. No, pathetic. First of all, right, right. And, and, I, and I guess and what my you have a choice. You have a choice to vote, and I have a choice to call it pathetic. And here's why. And here's why. And here's why. And here's why it's pathetic. Here's why it's pathetic because this is a man who has no decency. This is a man who does not respect the office of the president. This is a man who cannot conduct himself with proper decorum. This is a man who mistreats people of color, who calls shithole countries, Women. who has trashed on nations their people of color. He has shown his true colors. Donald Trump does not care. What he wants is, and I keep telling y'all, and this is about white fear. He wants to scare The bejesus out of white folks across America, mainly in red states, Midwestern states, by saying, I'm the only God who can protect your way of life. When Republicans say, oh, people in middle America don't care about this stuff, they ain't talking about you. I lived in Chicago six years. They ain't talking about black people in Chicago or East St. Louis or Minneapolis. No, they're talking about white conservative voters. That's his base. Do you know how you beat Donald Trump? Is if black folks, Latinos, white folks of conscience mobilize and organize. This man has done nothing to deserve four more years. He has embarrassed this nation. Forbes released their piece today on the 50 most respected leaders in the world. Donald Trump ain't on the list mm. the world doesn't respect america because of the person who is sitting in the oval office you can tweet you can post on facebook it don't mean a damn thing if you're not registered it don't mean a damn thing if you are not registered and do not mean a damn thing if you do not vote if we truly want to make america great again throw his ass out of office november 2020 Folks, you want to support Roll Mar- Roller Unfiltered, Go to RollerMartUnfiltered.com. Join our Bring the Funk fan club. This is the only place you're going to get the real, co- real commentary, uh, the real discussion, as opposed to some of these other uh, mainstream outlets. They make excuses for Trump. Uh, we don't make excuses for him. I told y'all, if America had listened to black people, Trump would have never been president. Hashtag, we tried to tell you. <laughs> I got to go. I'll see you tomorrow.
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No
2: purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus.
0: Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the natural hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in